Welcome to FBC Loot's weekly sermon podcast. We want to thank you for downloading this week's podcast. To find out more information about our church, please go to lutesfbc.org and look around at all that's happening here on our campus. Our pastor would love to meet you and connect with you. You can email us at tech at lutesfbc.org for more information. Now here's Pastor Scott with this week's message. Well, this morning we are in the, the second week of this God-fearing series, a series that, that we're looking at this dangerous prayer that is found in, in Psalm 139 and 23 and 24. And we'll look over that again next week and then we'll talk about our worship. But, but this morning we're looking at the second part of verse 23. And this text is, is one that I hope this week that that you were able to spend time in. I hope this past week that you had time to, to ask God, to, God, search me. God, search my heart. This morning, we're, we're going deeper into this text. So let, let's, look, let's read verse 20, 23, second part. Actually, I'll read all 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Now here, here's today's text. Try me. Or maybe your text says, test me and know my thoughts. Try me or, or test me, God, and, and know my thoughts. This, this moment, this text, is, there's a lot of, of deep, deep meat. There's a lot in this text this morning that, that we're going to look at, we're going to unpack. But before we do, let, let's just go ahead and let's just... Our main idea, the main idea, what we're going to be going after today, what's going to guide our conversation is this, God-fearing, God-fearing changes our thought life. So if you have your handout, your sermon handout here, just go ahead and write that in. God-fearing changes our thought life. It changes the way we think. It changes our thought life. And, and the question that we're going to be answering here this morning is this. Would you allow God to know your thoughts? Sorry, would you allow God to know and change your thoughts? Would you allow God to know and change your thoughts? Another way of asking that is, is would you allow God to, to, to make some changes into your thought life? You know, it, uh, this past week, our, our staff, our pastoral staff, we went on a staff retreat and spent some time together. We, we ate dinner, us and our wives, we all, our whole staff and, and their wives went together and we had a great meal last week together, last Sunday. And then our pastoral staff left to just go get away and to kind of talk through some things and plan some stuff and just allow God to search us as your pastoral staff. And can I tell you that as, as you get up here and you preach a text of God search me, God search me, and then you go and you and the staff go and get away and the whole thing around it is search me, it's kind of personal, it's kind of private and it's, I will tell you this, that our staff went deeper in our Christian walks. So we also grew closer to one another and went deeper in our, our relationship and friendship because we just, we were driven, and, and man, this text last week to search me, oh God, and, and know my heart helped us, I believe, as your pastoral staff to go and can pursue what God has in store for our church. And I just, 
January 8th, we're gonna be laying out everything that came out of that staff retreat. So go ahead and mark that down. We're gonna call that Vision Sunday 2023. So that's what that's gonna be. But, but let's just get back into this text here this morning. Try me and know my thoughts. This is a, a text that is written by David and it's a, it's a challenging text. And you know, last week you thought, hey, search me or investigate me was deep. But, but now we're going even deeper into this text. Our point number one is this, if God-fearing, right, God-fearing, if that's gonna happen, then what? God, know my thoughts. God-fearing happens when we say, God, know my thoughts. You know, I I think, David, what are you writing here? This This is deep. This is challenging. You're asking God to know your thoughts, but I love what's, what verses one and two say earlier in this chapter. It says that God discerns our thoughts from afar. God discerns, God knows our thoughts from afar. God knows our thoughts before we even think them. Our thoughts are private. Our thoughts are private. Our, our thoughts are, are very personal. Can I say that I'm glad that you don't know my mind and my heart and my, my, my mind and my thoughts that go through it? Because can I tell you, there's a lot of spicy chicken sandwiches and waffle fries in there. It's a lot. It's a lot of chicken nuggets too. But, you know, when I think of this, when I think of this and I think of, of David asking this question, God, look into, look into my mind. Look into my thoughts. He's asking a personal, private thing to happen. He's saying, God, go deeper. Go deeper. Don't don't, don't just stop here in my heart, but, but go into my thought life. Go into what's in my mind. Search me. You know, this is nothing really new because if we go back to, to Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy chapter five, we, we come across 10 big commandments called the 10 commandments. And the first commandment and the 10th commandment are very vital when it comes to our thought life. The the, the first one is what? Have no other gods before me. Have no other gods before the Lord. And then the 10th one is do not covet don't covet what your neighbor has. Don't cover your neighbor's items. So the first and tenth one are vital. Here's why. The first and the last deal with our thoughts. The first one, yes, it's a heart issue, but it cannot, but it cannot get in our heart if it has not been our thoughts that cause us to act it out. So we must not have any other gods before the Lord and we must not covet what our neighbor has. And coveting, I wrote this down, coveting eats up our mind and our thoughts. And it leads us to jealousy. It eats us up and it eats our minds and our energy up. We start thinking about that. I want that, I have to have that. And it causes our minds and it causes our emotions to change and go after that. So the first and 10th commandment when are vital in and, and, and this and as I thought through this. See, our thought life has the ability 
to derail our life. See, our thought life has the ability, has the ability to lead us to a path of destruction. And so we must deal with our thoughts, we must deal with our minds. So as David is writing this out, he's not just saying, Lord, search my heart. He's saying, Lord, search my mind where it all started at. Search this out. You know, when, I, when we think about the word search and we think about know my heart and know my thoughts, you know, it can sometimes make us feel a little uh, scared. <laughs> it's scared of what God will say to us. Or what God will find. But can I say to you that the safest place for us to be is in that moment of saying, God, search me, and God, no. Because in there, it's God knows us. God created us. God knows our sins, and God knows our temptations, and God knows our thoughts. And the safest place for us to be is in the presence of God. And the safest place for us to be is ourselves in the presence of God. May we not go in there in the presence of God and act holier than thou when in reality is we know who we really are. We know our failures, we know our weaknesses, and so we gotta come with all of that and say, God, this is all, I'm giving this all to you. I'm not just giving my heart, but I'm giving my mind to you. So God, know my thoughts Know my anger, know my greed, know my sinfulness, know my pride, know my judgment, and know my insecurities that I have. Jenny Allen wrote a book back in 2020, Get Out of Your Head is the name of the book. And she wrote this, 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 this paragraph in it. I want to read to you right now. Before Eve ate the forbidden fruit in the garden, she had a what? A thought. I know Adam was with her, so Adam was with her too, okay? But she had a thought. Before David sinned and had Bathsheba come over, he had a what? He had a thought. He thought she was beautiful. How we think shapes and affects our life. On the opposite side, though, Mary hath thought and said to God, use your servant and what? Let your will be done according to your word. Jesus had a thought. Jesus, before being arrested and before the cross, he had a thought and he told God, let your will be done. See, our thoughts matter. <laughs> our thoughts affect the way we live. Affects our choices, affects our decisions. Our story about an old salesman. He was driving down the road. It was late at night, and he was driving down the road. And he, his car got a flat tire. And so he, he pulled over on the side of the road, and, and he, needed, he needed a lug wrench, but he didn't have one. And so he just trying to figure out what to do, he looked up and he saw that there was a farm up a little bit down the road. And so he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk there. I guarantee you that farmer has to have a lug wrench. 
And so he started walking there. And as he started walking there, he said, I bet you when I, I knock on the door, he's gonna ask who it is. And he's probably gonna say, why is it so late at night? Why are you knocking on my door? And so he keeps walking and he just keeps having this conversation with himself. And he gets closer to the door and he says, I bet you he won't even give it to me because it's so late at night. I bet you he'll just send me on my way and he'll do nothing to help me out. And so he comes up and he knocks on the door. And the farmer said, who is it? He goes, you know who it is. And you know what? I don't want your lug wrench anyway. I'm done with you. And he walked off. You see, our thoughts <laughs> affect us. Our thoughts affect us. It affects our relationships. It affects us even asking things of people. Because of our insecurity, it affects us who we are. <laughs> so God, know my thoughts. God, know my thoughts. Wrong thinking will always lead to wrong living. And inaccurate information will lead to an unnecessary fear. Let me read that. Let me say that one more time. Wrong thinking will always lead to wrong living. And inaccurate information will lead to an unnecessary fear. Point number two, God, know my anxieties. God, know my anxieties. Now, now when I read this, okay, I'm reading from the ESV, and I've studied this text over the last two years. I've studied this text a lot. And I've always read, God, know my thoughts. And I've always thought that, that meant, God, know my thoughts. Know that, that everything I share there in point one about my insecurities, my fear. Know the, the evil and sinful thoughts I have. But I went and studied the Hebrew and I unpacked this. And when I studied the Hebrew, I realized the word that is there, what the word means, it means my anxious thoughts or my disquieting thoughts. And see, that, when we talk about our thoughts, we got to address, when we say, God's, God, know my thoughts, we got to talk about, the, yes, the sinful thoughts and all those things that eat up our minds and those things that cause us to have a God, a God before our Lord. <laughs> we got to address those things that, that make us covet things that are not ours. We got to address that, but we also need to address God, know my anxious thoughts. Know, know the, the, the anxious thoughts that I have. Do you ever feel like you don't measure up? Do you ever feel like you have insecurities that are holding you back personally and professionally? Do you battle anxious thoughts? Are you anxious for answers in the future? This, this, this moment, this, this, and this, this point two, if you answered yes to any of that, this, this point two is for you. It's for you this morning. Because God, trust me, God knows you're anxious. And, and God is walking beside you in this moment. God's walking beside you. You're not alone in this church. You're not alone in your anxiousness. You're not alone in your anxious thoughts. You're not alone. 
Do you ever feel boggled down with anxieties and anxious thoughts, feeling of being wrong, fear of something bad is very to happen, fear of the future, fear of all the needs that need to be done in a time frame? Are you f- afraid of fear? We must choose to surrender all of that to God. When we say, God, know my thoughts, God, know my anxious thoughts, we've already dealt with the search. Now it's time for us to say, God, here it is. Lord, I'm battling this. This, this is weighing me down. It's keeping me from fully living for you. It's, it's keeping me from fully living my life the way you call me to live. Jenny Allen shares on this also. If I'm afraid of what the future holds, I choose to believe God, I choose to believe God that he has my future in his hands. I'm afraid of failing miserable. I choose to believe God specializes in taking weakness and using it for his glory. Church, when we are in this moment, when we're in front of our God, we're in the presence of God and we have these anxious thoughts, can I tell you, thinking about it makes it worse. And writing it down on a to-do list makes it worse. But the answer for us is to go in the presence of God, give it to him, surrender it to him and start to fill in that anxiety and those anxious thoughts with scripture. To know that our God has this, and I have some scripture we'll get to in just a moment that we can fill in those gaps in our life. But Louis Giglio, talking about Luke 12, 25, 26, says this, worry keeps you up at night. It convinces you that if you work at it, you can solve every problem. But in the end, peace comes by admitting that you are not God. I'm not God. I'm simply part of God's plan. So hear me say this, church. God is present and God cares about your needs. Giving God our worries, giving God our anxieties puts our life back in the correct order the way it's supposed to be, allowing him to be the God over our lives. We're not in the driver's seat of our life. God has power over our anxieties. God has the power over our future. God has the power over our present. God has the power over every battle that's bogging us down. Our God is over it. The question is, are you and I willing to give God our concerns? Are we willing to lay it down and say, God, here it is. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Luke 12, 25. And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. 
Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And here's Matthew 11.28, I love this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Why? I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. Look, I know that anxiety and anxiousness is a real thing. I know that. And, and to be honest, we have seen amongst teenagers since really 20, before 2020, but let's just say since 2020, we've seen anxiety arise amongst teenagers in America. Let me just go one step further. The most medicated generation that's ever lived is this generation of teenagers we have right now. Because of, of anxiety, because of, of depression. All, so hear me loud and clear. This is a real issue. And I'm not saying that you just go and surrender. Everything's gonna be great. But I'm saying it, when we start the process of, of giving this over to God and we start to fill in the gaps and starting to allow scripture to fill us up, we're gonna start seeing a change in our life. We're gonna start seeing a change. We're gonna have a new focus. I don't want any of us to be boggled down with anxiety and anxiousness. I want us to, to allow scripture to just be poured and read over us. So if, if you say, hey, pastor, can you, just, can you just give me, I want more scripture. I wanna start filling these gaps. And then I'm gonna tell you, reach out to, reach out to me. Reach out to me this week. I would love to personally give you some scripture to help fill in those gaps, to help you as you battle whatever it is, it's finances, if it's the future, if it's job, if it's life, whatever, if it's fear or fear, whatever it is, just reach out to me. I wanna personally reach out and help you in that and let you know that you are not alone in this journey. Years ago in the pioneer days of aviation, there was a pilot who took off. He, he flew and he had just, he was about two hours ago, he left the, the, the field and he was flying out to the next landing field that was two hours away. And as he was flying, he heard a noise. He didn't know what the noise was at first, but then he realized what that sound was. He realized that there had been a rat on the ground that had gotten in. For all he knew, that rat could have been gnawing away at some key cords or key lines that were gonna keep him from being able to land or steering the plane. In his mind, this was a very serious situation and it had to be addressed right away. And so he, he thought about it, he tried to figure out, hey, what can I do? And he realized that, hold on, this is a rodent. <laughs> And rodents are meant to be on the ground. And so the only thing he knew to do is he said, I'm gonna take this plane and I'm gonna keep moving it up and up and up and keep going higher until I don't hear it anymore. <laughs> and so he moves up, he goes up a, a thousand feet and goes up another thousand feet and he finally gets to 20,000 20, feet and it's gone. He doesn't hear the noise anymore. And he realizes it's dead, we're good. So he, he can bring it back down and, he starts to, he go ahead and land and he realized that, uh, 
When he landed, he saw that there was the ride and it luckily did not gnaw away at anything at all. And I know you're saying, Pastor, why would you share anything at all about a rat this morning? Because for two hours later, he, he, had, he, he flew and everything was great. He landed and everything was great. But church, worry and anxiety is a rodent. It cannot live in the secret place of the most high God. The higher you and I go <laughs> to walking with Jesus, the, 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 the more that we give to God, our anxiety, our worry cannot breathe in an atmosphere that is made for prayer and scripture. Worry dies when we ascend to the Lord through prayer and his word. Which leads us to third and final point. God changed my thoughts. God changed my thoughts. Our concerns, our worries, as Craig Rochelle says, matter. Because our concerns and anxieties show how we rely on our efforts, not trusting in our Savior. Our thoughts and our minds have power over us for some reason. They cause us to drift away from God. They, they cause us to think about things that, that cause us to daydream or be afraid. The only way, the only option is for you and I to realize that we have Jesus. We must have God change our thoughts. God has to change our thoughts. We have seen that people's minds lead them to major sin. We have seen anxiety and fears arise. Why? Because we're listening to media. We're listening to people. We're listening to the world about false truth that eats up our focus. It eats up our mind. It eats up our time. So we had to go to God and say, God, I need you to have a voice in my life. God, I want you to, to be the main voice into my life. God, change my thoughts, change my mind. Because when I'm in scripture, when you and I are in scripture, it affects the way we think, it affects the way we live, it affects our emotions. And when you and I are not in scripture, it affects the way we think, the way we act in our emotions. We must come before our living God fully transparent. Fully transparent, fully relying on him. David is saying, God, I'm giving you full access to my heart. I'm giving you full access to my mind. I'm giving you personal access to the deepest parts of my life. What are your thoughts about? And does God have access to speak and to address those thoughts in your life? Thoughts can and thoughts do lead to sin. So what are you and I focusing on? What are we thinking on? We cannot allow our thoughts to run our life. But we also can't allow our thoughts to direct our path. 
our thoughts can lead us to a place of darkness, a place of doubt, a place of seclusion, and a place of desperation. Your thoughts, hear me loud and clear, church, your thoughts do not define you. Your thoughts don't define you. And don't compare or worry about someone else. We must live our life for God and God alone. Frank Outlaw says this, watch your thoughts. Watch your thoughts before they become words. Watch your words before they become actions. Watch your actions before they become habits. Watch your habits before they become your character. Watch your character before it becomes your destiny. It starts with our thoughts. It starts with our thoughts. Let me close with this. I, I, I read this somewhere, I could not find the author, but here's what it says. Worry is our inability or our unwillingness to trust God. But if we really get to the issue of worry, we have to admit that we just don't know if God will do what we want him to do in our lives. So we worry, we ask questions amidst our doubts. Will he protect my kids? Will he heal marriages? Will he provide for my family? Will he bring a healing to the situation? And so since we don't know what lies ahead, we must choose to walk in faith and trust the God we've come to know. When we remind ourselves of what he has done in the past, we can rest in the present and have hope for our future. There is so much we can remember about God, his ability and his character, but we must remember that God will never give up on us. We are his creation. God created us in his image. He's not going to put a talent on us. He's not going to give us up in our worries and our anxieties. He doesn't want us living there. He doesn't want us daydreaming and falling into deeper sin. So church, last week was God search my heart. This week is God know my thoughts. Or God know my anxious thoughts. So church, What's our response this morning? Our response is this. Will you ask God to search your mind and your thoughts? And will you allow him, will you allow God to change your thought life, to change your mind that you're focusing on him now? I'm not on everything else going on. That he'll be the main voice that you listen to. And may we not be filled up with false emotions and living for a false identity. May we be everything that God has created us to be. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you. We come before your throne right now. Lord, this is a, a, a series where we're saying, hey, we, are, we want to walk in reverence. We want to walk in awe of our king, of our commander in chief. 
And Lord, we're right here, Lord, here we are in this moment, Lord, we here at FBC Lutz, Lord, we're here in your presence right now, Lord, we, we feel your presence in your house of worship here today. Lord, maybe, maybe some of us, Lord, our, our minds have been deceiving us. Maybe our minds have, have led us into some sin and some habits, some addictions, Lord. That we, we, that we need to give over to you this morning, Lord. So I pray, Lord, if, if, if something is boggling down our mind, if someone's calling us to daydream, someone's calling us into sin in our thought life, Lord, I pray in your name, Jesus, that you will reveal that right now to those who are online and those who are here in person. May you reveal that here today to us. And may we not just allow you to reveal it, but may we respond to what you reveal to us. And Lord, for those in this room right now, Lord, who are having those anxious thoughts, Lord, we come to you right now and we pray for them. We pray, Lord, that they'll realize that they're not alone in this journey. They're not alone in, in this walk. So, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, may they just in this moment, Lord, they've done this before probably, but Lord, may they in this moment cast their anxiety before you. Lord, for those who are heavy laden, worn out, worn out in anxiety, worn out with, with all of this and they've been fighting in their minds and thinking about. Lord, may they come to you this morning and find rest, find peace. Lord, so I pray, Lord, for them just to, to start just laying it down, saying, Lord, hey, here's my anxieties. Lord, let me know, Lord, that you're with me in this journey. Walk with me in this. Lord, I pray, Lord, as I'll be down front, Lord, I pray for people to come down and, and pray at the altar. I pray, Lord, for people to come in and talk to me, Lord. If they need someone to pray for them, Lord, I'm here to pray. Lord, there's someone this morning, Lord, who is, Lord, that you're speaking to. Maybe about salvation, maybe about baptism, maybe about joining our church. Lord, I pray, Lord, may they come and talk to me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for our fears and our failures. May we put you as the Lord of our life and walk in obedience to you. So in this moment, Lord, we pray for your will to be done. We pray, Jesus, that we don't leave this place until you have moved. We pray, Jesus, in your name, in your name, amen. Hey, thank you for joining us. If God is speaking to you and you want to respond to today's message, please message us at tech, T-E-C-H, at lutzfbc.org. Hey, also follow us on Facebook and our podcast. Hope you have a great week.